0: podcast Answer Man episode number 81.
1: Barton, Hi, this is Tim Burkwin from the New Media Expo and you're listening to the podcast Answer Man.
0: Hey everybody, Cliff Ravenscraft here. Welcome back to the podcast Answer Man. Today I'm going to be bringing you an interview that I did recently with Tim Berkman, who is co-host with his brother Emil on a weekly podcast devoted to the business side of audio and video new media. In fact, they brought the first ever and, as far as I know, the only trade show surrounding podcasting new media, and it's now called New Media Expo. And you can find more information about it at newmediaexpo.com. In fact, I want to encourage you to go ahead and go on over to newmediaexpo.com On the navigation menu, right about halfway through the nav menu, you'll see Expo Podcast. I'm going to suggest that you go ahead, click on that, and subscribe to the Expo Podcast because next week, I'm going to be interviewed there. Tim Berkwin and I have been in contact with one another recently, and today we happen to have set up a time for us to interview each other for our uh, respective podcasts. Today, I'm playing for you the interview I did with Tim, and next week, Tim will share with everybody the interview he did with me, getting the name out of the podcast answer man and gspn.tv and also helping to further enlighten people on the fact that, you know, advertising isn't the only method of earning income from your podcast, That, that there is this other viable model of providing premium content. And obviously, that's one of the things we've done here, even not just with all of my other gspn.tv shows, but now with the Podcast Answer Man. In fact, if you haven't recognized it, if you go to podcastanswerman.com, just take a look at the show notes section and you'll see Podcast Answer Man episode number 80 is listed there. It's titled Google Analytics Screencast. And there's all the information there, but it's not available on the free feed. For those of you who are Plus members, thank you for uh, being a Plus member and you have already had the opportunity to view the the screencast tutorial and so I encourage you to become a Plus member. One of the things that I promised you guys is that now that I'm doing this in the premium content realm, I am going to make a, a more concerted effort to be here more consistently and actually even provide more content than I ever have before. One of the things that I've promised is that for those of you subscribe to the free feed, you're going to get a minimum of two free episodes every single month of the Podcast Answer Man. But for those of you who are PLUS members and are subscribed to the Podcast Answer Man PLUS feed, you're going to get a minimum of four episodes per month. But I actually have intentions of recording many more than that. More about that later. First, what I want to do in this episode is just share with you the interview that I did with Tim He's a great guy, really enjoyed the conversation I had with him. You'll get to hear the conversation where I interviewed him right now. And then I really do encourage you to check out uh, Podcast Brothers podcast and uh, listen to the interview where he asked me some questions about the way that I'm doing things for, you know, gspn.tv and trying to gain the plus membership to help support my podcasting and new media efforts full time as a career. Anyway, here's the interview with Tim, and just so you know, future episodes will be coming out. Got a lot of great feedback and and calls coming in on a consistent basis, so definitely no shortage of material. I'll be back very soon. If you want to go ahead and get your questions called in, you can give us a call, area code 859-795-4067. And so here's that interview with Tim now. (laughs) I am speaking right now with Tim Berkwin, one half of the podcast brothers, the creator of the now famous Podcast New Media Expo, Podcast and Portable Media Expo, and now the New Media Expo. <laughs> is there, Now, I know you're getting ready to announce some great, wonderful things in your next episode of Podcast Brothers. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me, is there going to be a new name of the expo next year?
1: No, it's going to be New Media Expo still.
0: All right. See, um, breaking news here. It's staying the same. <laughs> For the first time ever, it'll be the same thing. That's awesome. So, so Tim, I want to thank you for coming on to the podcast, Answer Man.
1: Sure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate
0: it. You know, everything I do is kind of unscripted, and so I have no idea what I'm going to ask you ahead of time. This new media expo has been amazing it, from the very get-go. And and I know you guys, you started out in Ontario, California. How did the, you guys have done expos before the podcast expos, right?
1: Right, yeah, we were in the trade show business even before we started doing podcasts ourselves.
0: What kind of trade shows?
1: Mostly financial. The very first trade show I started was for online traders because I was an online trader myself, using E-Trade, Ameritrade, those kinds of uh, places to trade online. Back before day trading was really even a term or got to be real hot, where you're, you know everybody back in ninety nine and two thousand at the top of the dot com rush, you know everybody had a stock tip for you, and I went out to try and find other traders, like a lot of people try and find other podcasters to talk to about how to how to do their craft. And I was, I, I, wanted to go out and meet other traders cause sitting at home trading all day. Um, I didn't get a chance to interact a lot outside of chat rooms. So I couldn't find one. So kind of called a friend of a friend and got into started, started a show on our own. And that's, that's how we kind of went.
0: Very cool. Now, obviously you, you and your brother, um, are doing the, now you're in charge of this new media expo. Mm-hmm. Now, were you a podcaster?
1: I was, we started a sh- uh, show called endurance radio back then. It was, a um, uh, a podcast for mountain bikers although we didn't call it a podcast because I didn't know what podcasting was this was back in 2004 and um, it was really interesting the way I got into it we were doing streaming media I was using Windows Media Player and Real Player and they were streaming the interviews that I was doing with these mountain bikers and triathletes and I got a couple of people emailing me and listeners and said look I you know I'm not at my computer a lot I'm out doing these four-hour bike rides I'm out running for three hours getting ready for the Ironman triathlon in Hawaii so what I've been doing is manually taking your audio shows and putting them onto my MP3 player. And if there's ever a way you could help me make that easier by emailing me the entire file. And so I said, you know what, let me try to see what I can do to try and make it easier for these guys to to take my MP three files and, and load them onto their players manually. And I and it was a weird timing because I started googling some different terms about transferring audio and things like that and this word podcasting came up. And people had just started talking about it a few months ago. I mean, the term was literally a couple of months old. If you, t- if you, if you put in podcasting into Google, there was maybe 150, 160 results. Wow. And so I thought, well, this is perfect, you know, because for my audience, they didn't want to listen to their computer. They wanted to easily just pick up their iPod in the morning that was already synced and go out for their long bike ride and listen to the shows so I just kind of fell in this weird area where it was perfect for my audience. And then the trade show guy and me started seeing all these people talking on message boards, asking for information. There were some companies that were just starting to sell products for them. So, you know, the, the, the show guy and me said, wait, there's a trade show here because there's a lot of people wanting information. There's companies trying to sell them stuff. Let's put together an event. And we did. I, you know, I had no idea if anybody was going to show up to this thing. I think we anticipated there would be 500 at the first one. There was 1,600. So and it just kind of grew from there.
0: That is awesome. Now, Endurance Radio, are you still doing it, or have I heard you guys mention something about selling that one?
1: Yeah, we sold that uh, about a year after I started the show to USA Triathlon, which is the governing body for that sport. Um, actually, a guy that works with them to, do the, to put out the shows. Um, and As far as I know, it's kind of like the first podcast that had ever been sold as a media property, so that's pretty exciting.
0: Well, let me, Do you know if it's still going today?
1: It is. It's now called Endurance Planet, um, and they're doing a great job with it. They do it almost daily now. They're doing a wonderful job at that. that. Much is, better than I was doing.
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. I mean, that, that is really exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. Was it something emotional for you to let go of that?
1: A little bit. I mean, I still checked on it every so often. I don't do it as much anymore. But, uh, but for me, the kind of entrepreneur that I am is I get bored really easily. Ah. And I don't get attached to my businesses very easily either. I mean, I see them, and when I start them, I always see them as a business. And I know one day I'm going to sell them. I'm not the type of entrepreneur that starts something, holds it for 30 years, and then sells it to retire. I've never held a business longer than about three years. In fact, New Media Expo is the longest I've ever held anything. Um, so I don't typically get married to my businesses because I really treat them like that. And while I enjoy them and they're, you know, I put you know, blood, sweat, and tears into it, uh, I, I always, you know, it's always in my mind this is something that someday I'm going to monetize one more time by selling it outright. Gotcha.
0: You guys went from, it was the Podcast Expo the first year, is that correct? Mm -hmm. We had four different names in four years. Exactly. Um, And you've already explained this in the Podcast Brothers podcast that you guys produce that surrounds the New Media Expo. And I understand your reasoning behind the, you know, getting away from just the term podcast and Mm -hmm. incorporating, you know, all the different various tools and distribution methods. And, and, And honestly, everybody who listens to the podcast Answer Man, they're already familiar with all that as well. I want to ask you, though, is podcasting dead?
1: Oh, no. In fact, what I was going to say when you asked me if we were going to rename the show, if I, I would almost consider going back to Podcast Expo. <sighs> Thank again. you. Thank you. And, but the reason is not because I'm talking to a guy who I know believes in podcasting. It's, it's truly that when we st- the very first couple of years, even in our third show, when I would call potential attendees or sponsors and I would say it's a podcast expo, for podcasters, they said, well, we don't have any products for the iPod. Literally, that's what they would still say. Mm-hmm. I don't hear that anymore. I think it's gotten to the point, obviously, that people know that you don't have to have an iPod to listen to a podcast. There are still people that still think that that are getting brand into it, but typically most of companies that are dealing in the industry, they understand that, obviously. So uh, it was a weird thing where to start out that way was tough, but we could almost go back to it now because um, it is so well-known now. And the reason I probably wouldn't go back to it is just because there are so many, most people have podcasts, also have blogs. They also are... are dipping their toe into online video now too so new media still kind of encompasses all of that it would be going back I've always said it's, it's kind of like it would be like calling it the book and publishing show yeah yeah uh, it just doesn't make a sense because people are incorporating podcasting with a lot of different other things but in terms of the ter- in terms of the the name itself I think we could call it podcast Facebook again and, and people
0: that know exactly what we're talking about. That was the biggest thing. It's like, it's going to take a while for any new term and new method of distribution to, mm-hmm. to really get out into the mainstream and for people to understand it. As soon as we started getting some momentum going, and podcasting is the word of the year and, and being included in dictionaries now, right, right. it's like, oh, we can't abandon that now. You know, and,
1: but I still hear there's still some confusion. There's I don't know, oh, yeah. we haven't got it because even just yesterday, I heard on ESPN. They, ESPN's been really. They use the term a lot. Podcast, and they have a, a pod center, um, and even ESPN. One of the DJs the other day said, "You know, if you missed our show, you can podcast it." At blah blah. Well, when I hear podcast it, I think of the act of actually recording a show, like we're doing now, mm-hmm. not listening to it. But for them, podcasting it means the act of getting it, getting the show, and listening to it as a listener. So there's still some you know kind of gray area there in terms of the term. But it look, it's here to stay, and, and I don't I haven't heard anybody arguing that we should try to change the name in a while which is I think is a good thing.
0: <laughs> as far as the distribution method, do you see more and more corporations companies now embracing the the distribution mes- method of communicating with their their either their clients, their customers, fans, whatever? Are you seeing more and more people adopt the technology of podcasting?
1: Still, yeah, still still. I mean, you still see people saying come take take a look at our podcast and I'll go to that site and there's no RSS feed for it, which to me, doesn't. that means it's just online audio at that mm-hmm. point. So, but yes, I mean the fact that they're, they're trying it and more and more people doesn't mean they're always doing a great job of it, um, but the fact that you have a lot more people trying it and putting content out there and realizing that every company now is a media company, whether you, you think you are. Even the, you know, if you're a plumber, you're a media person if, uh, if you're creating content. So um, I think that that's getting adopted more and more.
0: You getting into podcasting with Endurance Radio was that more? Were you were you into? Were you very extremely passionate about endurance running? About or, mountain biking at that point, yeah. Uh, the technology of podcasting was just more of a tool to get your your method out,
1: right? I, I didn't realize at the time that it was um, it, uh, that it was actually defining the content. You know, it, it almost does now. When somebody says this podcast, you have a kind of a preconceived notion of what that content is. For me, it was just a way to get it, make it easier for my listeners to get the content. Um, you know, whether, you know, some people, if you put a, a PDF in an RSS feed or you put any type of multimedia, uh, I guess it could be considered a podcast. But for me, it was just, let's make it easier for these guys as possible to, to get the content so we have more listeners.
0: For me, when I, the real initial draw of, of podcasting was, well, it goes back to when I was a kid and I first got my very first Citizens Band radio like, oh, wow, I can be here every Monday night from this time to this time. I'm taking over Channel 14, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and, and so it was always I, I've always had that passion and that drive to to let my voice be heard and to share what's going on and and interact with people. Was there any of that involved in your desire? Oh,
1: a little bit. I mean, I, I always I just thought it was fun to interview people. That's all the podcasts I've ever done have been interviews um, except for Podcast Brothers, which I do with my brother, Emil, which. Is still kind of like we're interviewing each other. There, I enjoyed doing it, but I, I didn't have that. Like a lot of people got into it because they just wanted to be, a, you know, DJ. Really you know. Instead of they're an accountant, but they'd rather if they had their brothers, they would have gone into being a DJ. For me, again, it was you know maybe I'm the capitalist pig, but it was about making money for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was about getting sponsors and, and creating media that I could monetize. So while I enjoyed doing it, uh, kind of that bringing out the of DJ in myself was not really the, the main reason why I went into it.
0: Now, a lot of people were really opposed to making money from the very beginning of podcasting. It, when when it's really started to come into its own, it seemed like the, there were people that's like, listen, we're not into this to make money. Let's not mess this up. Let's not make the same mistakes as the mass media and all that stuff. And I know you guys dealt a lot with that. And and today we see some of those people who are very much opposed to monetization who are now doing hour and a half shows with 13 minutes of, of uh of advertising. Right.
1: Right. Well, and, and it's not the people that I I can see, you know, we're following the same path that the internet did too. I'm sure when people started the first commercial website that was actually selling something, uh, you know, I can imagine the chatter that went on on the, on the bulletin boards about how this was, you know, the internet was done now. We're ruined. It's over. But that comes from the, you have to come from that from the perspective that by just by inserting any sort of commercial message that it ruins the content. And i have never thought that. I've always thought if you, can supple, if you can make money with the content, that means you're going to get even more of the great stuff you've already been listening to. So for me, it's, it was never about the fact that making money with it was going to ruin it somehow. I just knew that unless you're going to make money with it, you're going to have a whole lot less content, and a whole lot less people are going to, going to be doing it. Because sure, you can be passionate about something and just do it because you enjoy doing it, and that's great. But you know, if the choices are that much more because people can make a little money with it, then I think that's a great thing.
0: I think so as well. Just one more question. Mm-hmm. And it it does go back to the New Media Expo. The first couple of years, you had it in Ontario, California, mm-hmm. and in a, a town that did not have a co- a lot of distractions from everybody I listened to and talked to. Right. And then all of a sudden, there was the desire to move this to Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and and obviously, there's a lot of distractions there. How did how did the first year in Las Vegas go?
1: It w- you know it went well. Uh, there were people that I think that missed Ontario, and, you know, I'll tell you that I missed Ontario, too, from certain aspects of it, because it's a lot easier to manage an event where we basically take over the entire convention center for a weekend and the hotels around it. At the same time, there are people that said, you know, it doesn't feel the same as it used to, and... You know, I don't know that even if we had it in Ontario again last year, it would have felt the same as it did the first year. I mean, anything new feels different. I mean, it's like having a, a new girlfriend, I guess, or a new wife. Or, it's new, and then you get into this time when it's, okay, this is real real life, and it's uh, the day-to-day stuff, and it's, it just, it's different. And if an industry is going to mature, if everything is going to get, if, if podcasting is really become, coming, going to become mainstream, then it's going to change, and it's not going to feel like day camp anymore. And I think that's, it, it, that it's important that it doesn't. I think that it's important that the industry matures and that, um, it, you know, it, that happens with everything. I mean It happened with our shows that we started about online trading. When we started doing our online trading events, it was a very close-knit community. I knew a lot of the other traders that were trading online. We talked in chat rooms. And <clears throat> when we went to these first events, I knew everybody by name. That's not the case anymore, obviously. Right. Uh, there are a lot more people trading online and investing online than I know, <laughs> um, but it's just the nature of every, any industry, and whether or not you can think podcasting is an industry, and I guess that's another argument for another day. But um, you know, I I do see it as an industry and not just a community of people. And I think the the if we wanted it to grow and to get, get get more listeners and get more people listening to podcasts, then it had to grow beyond knowing everybody by first name, and so. Um, yeah, I think it, it does feel different than it was the first couple of years, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing.
0: And you guys are getting ready to make some announcements, I guess?
1: Yep, we've got some stuff coming out next week. I know it's been a while since so we've done a podcast for the show. We've got one coming out with an interview with you next week, and we'll have some good stuff to talk about then.
0: Great. And where can they find you online?
1: You can go to newmediaexpo.com, and uh, if you want to contact me, My contact information there on the contact page.
0: Tim, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me.
1: Thanks, Cliff. Appreciate having on.
0: All right. Thanks a lot.